Hello and welcome to the Billy Shears Club. I'm your host, Caleb Clark, and today I'm joined by Caroline Welton. How are you doing today, Caroline? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. And today the albums we've got are When You're Ready by bluegrass singer Molly Tuttle and Blazing Arrow by rap artist Black Alicious. Take us away with some Molly, uh, Caroline. Her songwriting skills and some nice chill bluegrass. Yeah, so overall, a thing that I really like about uh, Molly is that she has really good guitar skills. She actually got the International Bluegrass Best Guitar Player Award two years, I think. I don't, it might have been two years in a row. She was the first female artist who ever got that. And this really carries this album, I think, because even on the slower songs, there's still some strong guitar playing to give you something interesting to listen to musically. Man, two years in a row, that's quite a few. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's really cool. All right, let's just go straight into the first track. Uh, Million Miles. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like this track personally. It's probably like my like third favorite on the album. Um, and it's because it has that cool kind of like personal vibe that a lot of like bluegrass folksy country will kind of have where they are like, oh, I'm going to talk about my small town and like my mom and these um, specific memories, which sometimes can get really kitschy. But I like when it actually feels personal. And it's like she talks about oh, I'm like my mother, I, all I ever do is worry, and I'm in a hurry, and then she gets some, like, specific details, and it feels real, you know, it's like somebody telling you an anecdote about something that happened in their childhood, um, and I think that's really cool, um, kind of kicks the album off with a, like, hey, this is who I am, and this is what I'm going to sing about. I thought it was a really great one, too, like, the, I really like the, you know, one, I guess, like, one thing that sticks out for me as far as Molly Tuttle personally, like I was probably her songwriting, like when she goes as your hardest, she's like a really great lyricist, uh, very, like you're saying, very personal. And on this one, she's just got some great imagery about all the different anxieties that ranges from really mundane stuff about, you know, like bills to like, you know, more imaginative stuff about like her couch getting swept away. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that was really, that was really funny. It was like a really great lyrical dissonance because, like, you say sort of the soft bluegrass style bit more, and like yeah, it's yeah. very pretty sound. Yeah, a nice bit of twang to it. It's good. It's a good time. Very pretty. It, I'll I'll be honest. This is probably because I don't listen to a lot of folk and country pop type stuff. But I got so you can like correct me if I'm wrong because I probably am. But would you say this has like Early Taylor Swift vibes. Oh, kind of what I got from it, maybe especially with her vocals. I think mm-hmm. it has a a very similar flow. I think Taylor tends to lean a little more pop country. I guess I might might just be saying that because of the guitar backing. Molly tends to bring in a little more like banjo and violin, which leans it more gotcha. for bluegrass in my mind. But yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. got to be yeah. yeah. 
cool. Thanks for the education. <laughs> and differentiation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. So the next track, Take the Journey, is, I mean, it's the single from it, which you can tell because it's got, um, it's a little more fleshed out musically. But this one's so much fun. It just, <laughs> it, it, it slaps, honestly. And I like how it's about, you know, taking risks in life and kind of going on a journey and everything. And it's upbeat, so it feels like it kind of takes you along with it. So I like how she pairs that. Yeah. Oh. The, the, the banjo oh. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I your think... thoughts are on banjos. Yeah. All I, do, I do like me a good banjo. I was a fan of Kermit the Frog as a child. Yes! Get some rainbow connection in there. Oh yes, the lovers, the dreamer. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. I definitely agree. Like this is a really good, like very good slam bluegrass slam feel to it. You know, with good little thump and she's got the really great hook with take journey. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that was a really good touch. I don't, I don't know. I didn't like this one personally as much as William Miles. I think it was because like. Maybe it's because, like, the verses I wasn't as big a fan of. Like, mm -hmm. I think I found, for, like, the a lot of the album, it really depended on how much detail and that she would put into, like, the verses yeah. to keep it going. And I felt like this one wasn't as, like, you know, I guess insightful or something like that compared to... Yeah, sure. Mouse. It was a little more... Yeah, it mostly just depended on, um, like the instrumentals and it yeah. sounding cool more. Yeah, and it does sound cool. It doesn't, so it works. I think you're right, though, that with her songwriting and honestly, probably songwriting in general, like the more specific, the better, because that makes it interesting and memorable. Yeah, I think it. I think with like uh, Molly specifically, I think it's maybe that also might be partly because I don't know the sound. The sound is just generally like this more polished form of bluegrass mm -hmm. folk that just like really needs the lyricism to be at that certain level to because I don't know like maybe it's just like you know personal biases and stuff but like I'm more of like a raw-edged bluegrass person, I guess, you know, a little bit more lo-fi, and so, like, if it's this more cleaned-up version, I guess I'd just, might be a personal thing where it's, like, for, like, if she, like, hears it with really well-made verses, that really works for me, but, like, I don't know. That's, like, that's a... Sure, yeah, that makes sense, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I guess for me, the next couple of tracks are maybe this might be what you're talking about but they're a little more generic like mushy kind of stuff that didn't really stick out to me so far as the songwriting um and they're more mellow so i i like the sound of it uh and i enjoy her guitar playing obviously yeah no i, th I think so too like yeah this 
Sort of the, like they're, they're pretty, but not particularly memorable. Yeah, I agree with definitely agree with you. Yeah, that sort of section. Like, make my mind up, and when you're ready in the high row, like, yeah, definitely pretty sounding, especially the high row chorus. That has a great melody, but. Yeah, yeah. I do like that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is an unfortunate reality of many albums, arguably not like maybe the best constructed ones, but people want to come in with a punch, end with a punch, and um, the middle section sometimes. Good songs, but they're not as memorable. And I do think this is the case with When You're Ready. Um, it it kind of picks back up with Light Came In, Power Went Out, which I think is, I think it's snappy. It's kind of clever, has some interesting imagery, um, and makes me grin. Yeah. Definitely love that imagery, too. And I was like, it's sort of the, with the, the contrast and the, course but also just like how sweet it was where it's like she's got this dude and like then there's a time of emergency and then they will see the real human as a good guy and it's like oh it's sweet yeah it's cute it's a romance it's, romance. <laughs> it's just really great sounding with all the violins and the, the chords i can see it i can see it. it's just really great sounding i think so too i think so too i'm glad you like that one yeah. yeah, this is where the album really started to turn around for like the you started to get out of the middle section for me personally. That sort of mm -hmm. yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. it's really good time. Then after that, we got messed with my mind, where we're getting really vulnerable and like some and a like really back into the detail level of million miles and. It's just really devastating and like slower and raw edge mm -hmm. that I really yeah. liked. But also just I don't I don't know. I don't know about the course itself. It, that one just eh. Yeah, this is one where the chorus I feel isn't honestly as strong as the verses. Like cause I love how specific the verses are, you know, they're like Oh, like the fortune teller and smoke alarms and all of these like really, um, really strong images. But I, um, I guess the melody of the chorus isn't quite enough to contrast with the verses for me. I don't know. I just, yeah. Melody was kind of. And also, just like saying you blew it. I don't know. Has that ever sounded like. I don't know how that works. What's the phrase? Do you. When's the last time you said you blew it, mister? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe not the most uh, relatable. Phrase to use. Ah, sleepwalking. This one too. This was nice because it's just another really vulnerable one. It's like, and it's like, not like in the detour way, it's more like a emotive type song where it's just 
opening up about this meeting someone, meeting a buddy, meeting a lover. Mm-hmm. Like that. And the, the, just the sound was really pretty. I think that was the that was the really dreamy one, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah. It's pretty yeah. soft. Yeah, I love like, I gotta just say, um, like a world that disappeared and burns like TV static, but you're coming in clear. I love that. I think it's adorable. That's probably my favorite piece of this song. That's really good. That's just one of those great lyrics. Yeah. I I think think it's it's a solid one. And also, I I think I said this earlier, but I do like that even on the songs that are a little softer and slower, like this one, it's not, it doesn't drag. Um, like it's a little bit of a longer with lyrics and instrumentation and everything. And I think that's, that's important when I'm listening to something, you don't get bored. It didn't bore me. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. So then we got, which I think the concept of it, I mean, you know, it kind of like goes back to like take the journey um, with the idea of it there. And it's it also picks up the pace and it's a little bit more of an upbeat song. And I I think it works really well with this placement. I think that's pretty cool. I don't know what you thought of it. Yeah, I really like this one too, the... Like I just like the that really sort of soul catching evocative feel of the instrumental where it's you know it was like you know, I don't sort of indescribable with that like more solemn inspiring feel I guess to it mm-hmm. where it's very dramatic and very awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's with, Kind of the idea of like you can't go back to the life you've already lived yeah. is a reflective thought. Yeah, yeah. And I like, I do think she does a good job. Um, like the music backs up the lyrics. Like you can, like you said, you know, this is a more reflective serious one and uh i think the music reflects that too which is cool i mean i think that's a a sign of good songwriting yeah and then she finishes it out with clue which is another kind of just fun sappy one um that ends on a slightly less somber note i guess than um watch it roll um which i think is fun it leaves you with a little grin i don't know i think it was compared to the like the ones in the middle it, def- it had a little bit more like the sweetness worked a little better because it was like i don't know sweet on purpose i felt like and just 
mm-hmm. really rom- really romantic, and I thought that was a really good. Like, yeah, it would have been. I think like it probably would have been weird to end it on sit back and watch it roll. I think like that feels. Yeah, just I would agree. Given her, like, if she was like, yeah, like, given her more introspective singer songwriter feel, that's more down to earth. I think it would. I think this is a really good one because it's like sort of calm one where you know, I know something that you play at like a wedding. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely got more like I guess more so than the um more romantic ones. The is fun, I mean, and it's kind of a cute little play on that. So I I find it more memorable than the make my mind up and all in the middle as well. I can you kinda of cut out for like one second the what was more memorable? Like I like, I like I like the lyrics. I think they're clever the idea of a in a bottle finding a clue to yeah. <laughs> the person she likes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's cute. And I would rather end an album listening experience thinking about love or whatnot than the fleetingness of life and how we can never go back to days already lived. Like, that's important to think about, but not, you know, what I would go to bed on or whatnot. Gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool. I think if I had to give my thoughts on the album as a whole, yeah, really great. Uh, like you, like you say, really great guitar lines. She's a really good lyricist. I'm really excited to see her like put out more projects and like hopefully she's able to build on like the skills. And so like next one maybe we'll have like like keep on. Expanding the sound of like being able to like have more songs like these, like sort of the back half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, that would be really great to see. I have high hopes. I have high hopes for a little. Yeah, bit. absolutely. Me too. She, Mo, I think Molly's still really pretty early in her career and is showing a lot of potential. So, and I mean, the only other album she has out right now is covers and stuff that she did over the. 2020 quarantine so it doesn't really show her songwriting or anything so i am looking forward to when her next um solo album comes out we're all just waiting for her reputation moment (laughs) yeah very cool well last thoughts i i think i'm good man yeah I think it's time for Blazing Arrow. I think it's time for Blazing Arrow. So, Yeehaw. Black Alicious. They're a rap duo from California made up of rapper Gift of Gab and uh, what you call DJ and producer Chief XL. Known for their like just general, uh, just like Gift of they're a little bit underground. Like their only mainstream exposure has been the one time Daniel Radcliffe got on Jimmy Fallon rapped Alphabet Aerobics. So, I like, remember that. Yeah, he was so good. 
from like, I think they're like their first album, I want to say. But yeah, they're like, the original thing is like Gift of the Gab's just this really great rapper known for like doing all these flippy dippy tongue twisters and like having a lot of fun with just being a rapper and doing all these silly overcomplicated type songs and like general uplifting positive vibe and the uh, chief excel is just great beats they also are founding members of this label i want to say double check quantum quantum projects yeah, it's this uh west coast based uh uh outfit and it's known for having conscious rappers and also this one guy called dj shadow who's a fairly famous uh well one of the founders of dj shadow very famous turntablist type guy and this mm -hmm. album called introducing yeah blazing arrow is their second album really fun sort of like one of the like sort of positive conscious rap but never like a toxic positivity thing you know yeah yeah it still has it's all about like, reality yeah, and it's more like trying to be like, hey, the world's tough, but we can like find internal joys and pleasures in the small things and like passions and be able to make it through in this crazy world. I really like that. Mm -hmm. A very pertinent <laughs> message. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like overview thoughts before we go into track by track, Duke? I honestly loved this it was so much fun and yeah. the lyrics are so so much fun i am not the biggest rap person but my one thing is like it's got to have enough in it to keep my interest because i'm not really into you know like the slower like lo-fi hip-hop or whatnot mm. um and this was just great it had a lot of a lot of good material with a like cool groovy rhythm yeah. all right well yeah all right track by track let's go so the first one so i think it's just called intro i want to say yep bow and fire i think yeah yeah thank you but yeah that was a, i thought that was like definitely more laid back it's more of like just them doing a simple sort of more of like doing a refrain over and over then it's just got this really nice melody and it sort of introduces the thesis of the album where it's like you know walking through a to the fire on a tightrope but i've got my jam on it's like saying you know there's all this weird stuff that the world's you know dangerous and all but i'm making it through with the power of music and because we've decided we're going to make it through no matter what. So I thought that was a really nice one. It just sounds great because uh, Chief Excel has some great beats in him. Very soulful, very yeah. sunny, and this has got that good groove feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did like it. I thought it set the tone for the album really well. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go to... See, I think next up we got Blazing Arrow. Uh... I think this one's pretty okay. There, there are some songs that are earlier on in the album that I think is like, like I wasn't like, it's like this is more of like sort of a showing off how good it gifts of gab is at like flipping words and doing all these flows and stuff. 
it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't know if it's like my favorite, but it's pretty good. Like, I. I guess because it set up like the musical sound for the album. I don't know if. Interesting, but like it was fun. Let's see. Then after that, we got "Sky Is Falling." That that's one of my favorites. Like it just because it's like their most intense one on the album. Just him sort of listing off all the like just this long fire and brimstone litany of the hopeless of hopelessness and despair and poverty, and it's just like woof. It's a really good song, yeah. and just like all the. All the imagery and the desperation and the righteous anger like, that was a really good one yeah i i i mean i think this one was great on the nose you know um i i like how the rhythm reinforces the lyrics you know because it's just kind of like it never stops you which i think is like what they were going for with the imagery of like the skies falling with a lot of natural disaster kind of thing like the rain and thunder and lightning and buildings crumbling up and everything's falling on top of you and i thought that's really cool kind of that motif Next up, we got First in Flight. Yeah. This one is really fun for just kind of uplifting it. It's just like, you know, you know what? We're going to over, we're going to be able to like make it through all the violence and despair from the last song. And you know what? We're going to rise. It was like, that was really cool. Just like this very empowering song that was just like you just like your chest yeah i really and also like sorry go ahead oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say i really liked that uh the song about the sky is falling where it's like oh the sky is coming down is followed by the like we're gonna fly now so it's like we're going up into the sky like that was cool they contrasted yeah. really well and i thought they like the the you know ideas ideas kind of like they all feel really well. cool mm-hmm. yeah. yeah plus they got jill scott here and the thing the poet on the chorus that was like nice yeah yeah and then we got green light now begin after that, this was another one I was, it was good, it just wasn't as good, like, seemed on a pretty similar vein to Christian uh, Flight, but like, mm-hmm. not as great a beach or as cool a central theme, so I wasn't as hot on it personally. Not yeah, sure I kind of agree. It, like, it sounded cool. But it wasn't really as engaging, I guess. 
And it also, like, First of Flight was really cool, and I think it, you know, couldn't quite follow it up. Maybe it's a bit much task. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. And after that, let's see. After that, we got 4,000 miles. Yeah. That seems that to That one was neat. I wasn't expecting the, like, the second half of it where, with the, like, more melodic stuff coming in. That was really neat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's got, like, yeah, really good, like, classic cut with uh, Cali Tuna. That's a weird rap name. And Latif, the truth speaker. Those were, they were both really fun rappers. Like, it was just, like, it was nice because it was, like, you know, just the love of music. The love of, like, just, you know, it's cool, guys. And it's, like, you know what? That's cheesy. That's some hippie nonsense. But I like you guys. You guys make me believe in music. Yeah. Except for yeah. the... Go ahead. Except for the one part where, except for the one part where Latif is like, you know what? The power of music is so great. It'll help after your friend gets shot, and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's maybe pushing it a little too far. Next up, you don't have to call the police after shooting anymore. Just play some really good rap music. Watch me as I play Whoop There It Is to squash the passing of my mother. <laughs> this is how she would have wanted it. Hi, Mom. Good luck with that one. Yeah. Which, is, which of the three do you think had your favorite verse? Like, the three guys on the... I don't know if I... Okay. This might be me being dumb, but I don't... I didn't really pick up on whose verse was which. Maybe because I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, I think as far as like names, I didn't know the other guys coming in, but I think Latif is the, the truth speaker. He's the really nasally one because he shows up on a later track that oh, going down okay. song. So he's the he has the third verse. Uh, Gift of Gab has the second verse and Kelly Tuna, he has the first verse, the one that's like really deep voice, and he's like the one that's talking about like cinnamon, rice, and peas, sliced with these. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 like, I liked the part about like, oh, the connection to history and like. It was the one where they were fishing on the moon. I don't remember which verse it was. That was probably my favorite part. <laughs> Oh, the one with like a, it was like hula hoops on Saturn strings. Yeah, yeah. It was like I think that was. <laughs> it was. Okay, I think I think that was the gift of gab one, like the second verse. Okay, okay. I should have paid more attention. I think that, you know, you, you, I'm a nerd and I take notes because I. Have... <laughs> Yeah, I think he was my favorite too. <laughs> it's probably my favorite too. Plus, it just has a really funky beat. So that was good. It, it did. It did. And after that, we got nowhere fast. 
I think you mentioned you oh. did it. I think we're of a divided opinion on this one, so what you Ooh, okay. I wasn't a fan, so why don't you try and pitch it to me? Oh, okay, sounds good. Yeah, so No More Fast is like this sort of like a three-part song that's sort of a meditation on time where the first verse is like a little about uh, talking about like hurts from the past and how they're like sort of keeping Gift of Gab Myers in his trauma, so to speak, and like just mm-hmm. holding him back. And then the middle verse is talking about today and like taking all these, taking any opportunity and before it's gone because, you know, time is fleeting. And then sort of tying into that third verse, it's all about tomorrow. And it's talking about procrastination and like all these ways he's going to improve himself, but he keeps on putting it off until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. But tomorrow turns into the today, which turns into yesterday. So it just keeps repeating the cycle. So I thought those were, it was sort of, it was neat. Like it was a cool concept that I thought he did pretty well. And I just like, this has just got a nice chorus where it sort of started. It always segues in with a nice little drum break, I guess, and him saying nowhere fast in a really deep voice, and then all these fluttering winds, and a lady saying, I just want to stay here, and all this. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I liked it. I think it was one of my personal favorites, but go ahead. That's cool. Okay. I maybe didn't listen to it as closely as I should have, and I didn't mm-hmm. pick up on why it was repetitive so much, so to me it just kind of went on for a long time. But looking back at like the lyric now and how it how it theme, that is a cool concept. Yeah, I can definitely see how the length and repetitiveness can get to you because as that does tend to be a problem I have with the album. It does get a little long, and it's only going to get worse as we get deeper in the track listing. Oh, yep, so. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah. And then after that is the paragraph president. Oh, this one was great. I loved it. I think this was my favorite from the album. It was it was it was it was hilarious. Yeah. Just bouncing off the walls with all these all this wordplay. <laughs> Just having the most yeah. fun. They do so many samples of so many random things about presidents. Like, I think they got a JFK snippet in there. Yeah, and it, it opened with the, like, Grand March thing or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, just from the little weird... thing they played. Uh-huh. Sorry. No, you go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just... The... the... I think it starts with the like period. Then we get to paragraph president. What did you think of this one? Honestly, this was probably my favorite track from the album. I thought it was fantastic. The lyrics were so clever just from the opening with the paragraph paralyzer, rhythmic aristocrat, whatnot. It kept up that level of tongue twisting, really clever wordplay. And then it went into like a pretty serious song about, you know, the president and like the state of the nation and kind of all of these interesting metaphors for it. 
which kept me engaged um through the song and i really enjoyed the musicality of it as well so i thought it was very very well executed yeah yeah it's definitely a really fun song one of my favorites yeah just like you say just going bananas with it he's just having so much fun they throw in all the samples of like the jfk and the school teacher like being like we urge you to do something about the state of the nation and then like yeah he has a reference to gamera the turtle kaiju which is like wow i did not expect him to be you know like randomly reference japanese monster movies but here we are <laughs> he's pulling yeah. in all the cultural references oh yeah oh yeah it's good time good time i guess the one last thing like the outro that they have on this one it's like a, what was it like three minutes and it's it's like a good beat but it's kind of it's a bit of an insta skip because it's just him talking about walking home i guess there's like that's a good thing but like i don't know it wasn't i don't know did you like how do you feel about one like that outro i i'm not like the big expert on rap albums i guess so i don't really know they're supposed to like tie the ideas together but i didn't really have huge thoughts on the outro for paired president i guess it is like oh read this part cool it sounds cool <laughs> moving on yeah i think as far as skits there's a lot of different purposes like at their best it's like to tie it into the larger like keep the narrative together and like advance the story or tying the themes like up one that does it really well is like they lost soul in their first couple albums they would have a bunch of skits so skits them tells the story like their second album called they lost soul is dead apparently the all the skits are these like three kids listening to the album and not getting it it was a little bit pretentious but it still got the point across like uh Arn hill had a bunch of skits on the miseducation of lauren hill where it's like a school teacher talking to his students about the concept of love and what love is and so that ties in with the album again but then sometimes it's just like sometimes it's like shorter range where it's just like segueing in or like giving palm at really comic relief and sometimes it's just padding and this, this sort of felt a little bit tied into the theme, I guess, maybe, of, like, is he going to ever be able to actually make it home, maybe? But, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a lot. Mm -hmm. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah. 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 After that, we got, let's see, it's going down. This one's really similar to uh, Four Thousand Miles to me, simply because like it's a it's another one where he's trading bars with Latif, the truth speaker, and so them just sort of going back and forth. But it's got a little bit more edge to it. It's a little bit more bombastic and boastful, whereas Four Thousand Miles was really laid back and more about like uh, you know just. The beauty of music and this one's more like we're the best rappers ever but still in like a really upbeat uh, upbeat way it's not like you know they're not violent or anything it's just you know we're really good at rapping and stuff so that was good yeah 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 i guess a lot of albums will have the track where it's like 
Maybe the things hard. Which I think. It also just grooved. I enjoy it for the music. Oh yeah. Groove's tight. I didn't have like a lot of thoughts on this one. Let's see. After that we got this one moving on. Let's see. After that we got You Feel That Way. Where this one was pretty good. It was pretty with the with the trumpet in the background. And just talking about small pleasures. It was quieter, more relaxed after the last couple that were really bombastic. So I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked the different instruments coming in. That was cool. I wasn't really expecting that. And I do think it's nice to kind of like alternate the texture of songs on an album. It makes it... It's neat when they're put in a way that you feel that you're supposed to listen to the album straight through in the right order and everything. And this is one of those songs where it's like, oh yeah, you like catch your breath after all, all of the really cool lyrics coming at you fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It was a beat. And after that, we got let's see, Brainwashers. What did you think of that one? It. It was, I wasn't, I don't think this feature was really my favorite, I guess. I felt like the musicality didn't hold up to the rest of the album, I guess. But like, lyrically, it was, I, pretty well. I don't know what Yeah, I think I like I liked it mostly because I do think this was. I, guess I like the because it was sort of like another one that was a little slower, but it was more like sort of a neo soul type thing where you know it's very kind of somber and has like lots of beautiful vocals going on top, and then like actually gifts like gifts of gabs verses were actually really good. Like it's just talking about how like you know government and military industrial complex. Pumping people up with propaganda and then just discarding them when they're no longer useful, which was really bold considering that this was released in 2002. So, like, right at a fever pitch for pitch for jingoism in America. So that was like, wow. But then, <laughs> yeah. But then the thing is, like, his verses end around like two minutes, thirty seconds, or like just two minutes. And then it's two minutes of them saying the chorus over and over again. And then it's like two minutes of like just yeah. drums. It was like, you didn't need the whole six minutes. I would agree with that. It started feeling a little patchworky toward the end. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I think like at this point I think that 75 minute runtime really starts to get at me because I'm like because at this point you have to have I still like the songs but it's starting to get a little bit exhausting to get through them because the next one is called Aural Pleasures A-U-R-A-L 
There is no innuendo about it. There's no, there is no dirty joke here. What are you thinking? Smalcha, go to bed, Smalcha. It was, it was eh. It was another one where it's like, it was just like, yeah, yeah another one where it's like, we're cool and we're good at music. Right. Yeah, I will say from here on more or less, like these three, I think, are all pleasure and, uh-huh. and passion and pure love. They still had like a cool beat and everything, but they felt a lot more generic, like talking about feelings for people and stuff. And they weren't very interesting and I was getting a little tired, so they didn't hold my interest as well. I think maybe if they had been like further up in the album, it would have been more interesting for like topical variety or whatnot, but at this point I was like, Yeah. This isn't as cool as President. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I felt about the same way, yeah. The next two they were kinda nice. They were they were sweet, but yeah, at this point of the album. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Passion at least has a cool chorus. Passion. Yeah. <laughs> it had a very different sound. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of neat. Yeah. Pump it up. Yeah. But yeah. Then we get to release. This was this was the one that hurt the most of the back part because it's like this is the emotional high point for the album to be. Mm-hmm. Where it's like after you get through all the in, of the first that's recorded in all these other songs, it's like you know, this is the culmination where you finally get relief from all the troubles. And then and there's that really nice poem sort of in the middle about like I don't entirely know what the poem's supposed to be about, but it just sounds really cool. And there's something about like, oh, I, I'm not even entirely sure. Like, that was really cool. Just like talking about life and making it through and accomplishments and art and stuff. And then and the last bit. Been like finally being able to break through all the files that have been presented to if the gap throughout the album, and he's finally able to break free and find release. And so, like, this should have been the best part of the album, but like, they put it right at the end after a good, uh huh, I guess, hour. And so, it's like, doesn't hit as hard. So, that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a really cool track. Like, I, I thought. It came back through with the lyrics. And the bit in the middle was cool, too, with, like... I liked the poem. I thought it was a little too long. But it was really cool. It tied the ideas from the album together. Cool. And they they won. I thought that was a nice... Kind of like how... Like we were saying earlier with Molly Tuttle, where it's, like, sort of... A slightly softer way out, where it's, like, you know, a little easier going than the big emotional climax. Like, this was a good one to... Kind of on like one where you can just vibe. Yeah, absolutely. More yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, a nice callback to the intro music at the very end. Like, that was cool. Yeah, I did think that was neat. It's always nice to see like a circle back. 
it circles everywhere. Yeah. This is that one scary anime or scary manga. <laughs> I don't think. Ew. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I guess overall, overall thoughts, real quick. Just like, yeah, this was a really fun album. Really good sort of holistic look at like. I didn't shy away from the darker aspects of life, but still decided to willfully choose joy and positivity and like make the effort to actually go through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I liked how it also- was, you know, had a good grip on reality and everything and could make some spicy comments about society, but was still enjoying the pleasures of life and all it's a good take i think and it it was great music the lyrics were so clever i loved that my favorite thing yeah yeah it gets a cap it's a good rapper fun fact this is one of the first rap albums i ever listened to oh really yeah because like when i was when i was like i think towards like senior year of high school i was just getting into rap music and so me being a giant nerd who didn't know anything about rap music i was like well, I'll go down to my local library and look at the CDs and the rap selection. And then they had this on sale for like a dollar or 25 cents because they sell off the stuff people doesn't check out anymore. And <laughs> it, I started playing it and it was bumping. And so one of my first favorite rap albums. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Well, that's all the time that we have for today, folks. The albums that we listened to were Blazing Arrow by Black Alicious and When You're Ready by Molly Tuttle. I'm Caleb Clark. And I'm Caroline Walton. And you've been listening to The Billy Shears Club. Thank you so much, and have a good time. You've been listening to The Billy Shears Show. This episode has been produced by Caleb Clark. Thank you for listening.